and welcome to a special live episode of the Big Recon on Sports podcast, the 2022 Big Recon Mock Draft, which, by the way, it's going to get mocked pretty heavily tonight. And I don't mean we're making things up as we go along, which we are. But it is the usual suspects, my co-host of the Wise Guys show, JC Bluno, and of course, for the second year in a row, the man from Chicago, Mr. Alex from Row 7. And gentlemen, we have to do some housekeeping first. And no, Jim, this is not the first of the Bill Cosby impersonations that I will do throughout the evening. This is something a little bit better than that. Uh, please welcome to the show Camden Jack Rice, born March 18th at 2.01 a.m. The baby was 7 pounds, 13 ounces, 21 and 3 quarter inches long. Mama and baby are doing great. So, John, if you don't get on right away and you, and you do see this after the fact, congratulations to you and Nikki. Uh, all the best to your family and his older brother and sister. Um, but let's dive in, gentlemen. We had well, the congratulations, first... John. John and I went uh, and I went to high school together as well. So congrats. congratulations, buddy. Congrats. Yeah, Jim and John are actually a year ahead of me. Okay. Um, so when I do shows with them, I don't feel quite as old. Um, <laughs> it, I, I got to come out swinging. So here's what we're going to start with, gentlemen. I know this is supposed to be the mock draft. We are missing our fourth Willie from Shakeback Media. Uh, if he gets on, great. If not, we will do a uh, roundup at some point in time with him. So here's where we're going to start. We're going to start with the frenzy of transactions that has happened that has actually turned our mock draft into basically a humongous joke. Uh, let's start with the biggest one that doesn't involve a favorite team of anybody on the panel. And that is the trading of Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos for a massive, massive haul, including draft co draft capital, Drew Locke, Noah Fant. Uh, who was the defensive player that went? Does anybody know the guy's name off the top of their head? Oh, uh, not off the top of my head, but I did blog about it last week. I can pull it up. Give me two it's seconds. A, you're good. You're good. I know it's a D lineman. Um, so, Alex, while Jim is pulling up, I want to start with you. Were you shocked that he was moved, or were you more shocked at the destination? Uh, no, real quick, Shelby Harris. Okay, Shelby Harris. So were you more shocked at the destination, or were you more shocked at the move? More shocked at the move. I, I knew that there was rumblings of him going to Denver. Uh, didn't really think that it was actually kind of come come all together. I, I envisioned him kind of going to a place that, aside from Denver, really needed a quarterback like in New Orleans. Uh, but him going and staying in the in staying somewhat west, but just going to a different conference that really shocked me. And then obviously the the haul that they got for him was just like whoa. Well, not for nothing. I didn't think they were going to trade him inside the NFC. That's the last true. thing you want to do, which is why the move yesterday shocked me so much. Um, uh, outside of you know what was shocking about it. Um, so let's. Let's talk about that for a minute. Does this make Denver in now really the strongest division in uh, football, in my opinion, um, the AFC North notwithstanding? Uh, does this make Denver a player there, or is this kind of just John Elway taking a shot like he did with Peyton again? Ja, Jim, I'll go to you for that one. I'm actually uh, this this makes them a player, but let's also keep uh, keep in mind that now you have. Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson all in the same division. And two of those guys are going to get left out of the playoffs because it's almost mathematically impossible for three teams in the same division to get in. But we've seen it in the last two years. We have, but it's a, but 20, also, 
Yeah, but you're also but you're not going to get the you're not going to get <coughs> excuse me two of the three wild cards in there, especially now when you've got Baltimore and Cincinnati in the same division, uh, and you've also got you know Buffalo in there, and then also New England as well. So you know the chances of three getting in out of that out of that group of five is is astronomical. And I agree with you, um, but it has happened, and I just kind of wanted to point that out because 2020 we had the three dogs from the AFC North. Brown, Steelers, and Ravens all made the playoffs. Um, so let's go to the other side of that move. And now we got to go to yesterday first, and let's talk about the move that has angered half of the city of Cleveland. And let's go to the move that has angered both Jim and I. And let me explain why it angers me first. The off-the-field stuff, not for nothing, we as a fan base, and Jim can attest to this, we held the high ground over the Pittsburgh Steelers for 17 years. <clears throat> Yes, because we called him Raplessburger. Now the Bill Cosby of the NFL plays for the Cleveland Browns. And the $230 million guaranteed dollars he will receive from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that's right. Nearly a quarter of a billion dollars to one player who brings more baggage than a bellhop in New York City. Because we don't know what the suspension is going to be. We don't know what the fines are going to be. Not that I don't think Mary Kay Cabot and Tony Grossi will pay those fines for him because they hated Baker so much. But I want to talk about the football side of this, which is what people are getting lost on. And I want to talk about paying a quarter of a billion dollars to a guy who has the same amount of playoff wins to the guy he replaced. And Marshawn, if you watch this or if you see this, I'm going to say this to you. In the year he won his playoff game, he had six pro bowlers and two guys who were first team all pro. And my wife is on. She said, disgusting. Um, so, it, and we thank you, honey. And thank you for watching. I'm very shocked by that. Not going to lie. Usually it's, <laughs> usually it's share the show and be nice and be nice about me either taking over the bedroom or the dining room, but this is like big up. Um, so I, I'm going to go on the field for a minute. Like I said, uh, you're talking about a guy who lived his entire life below Mason Dixon. He was born in Georgia. He went to Clemson. He played in Houston. And what Jim mentioned in his great video, by the way, yesterday, I watched it this morning at 3.30 when I was up with the baby. Um, he played in a do uh, weather-controlled dome on turf. Uh, Alex, you know this. The weather starts getting bad in Cleveland and Chicago at the end of October. But here's the other part of it. And it's not that they did Baker dirty, because I toyed with wearing the Baker t-shirt, too. How do you give the money to this guy who quit on one team already, hasn't played in a year because they wouldn't allow him to last year because of all the other stuff? And finally, what does this mean for the offense that has carried the Cleveland Browns to two pretty good seasons? I mean, yes, they had issues last year, but it was not a Deshaun Watson-type offense that got them an eyelash from an AFC championship game the year before. And not for nothing, it wasn't Baker Mayfield. It was that dynamic running game and that great offensive line. Now you bring in a guy who you have to tailor an offense in. So is Kevin Stefanski going to change? Um, is Andrew Berry going to lay down the law with this guy? What's the, I mean, this is, Jim will agree with me. This is Jimmy Haslam written all over it. This is Johnny football. This is getting him thinking he's a modern day George Steinbrenner or Jerry Jones when guess what? You don't have the pedigree, Jimmy. 
So my concerns as a Browns fan is the on-field stuff. The off-field stuff's going to take care of itself, and it's deplorable. It's absolutely deplorable. A lot fewer Browns fans today than there were 24 hours ago before I put that video up. And I agree with you. And, and and no, and I know that um, my sister and brother-in-law are looking at Cincinnati, which Megan, anybody but Cincinnati and Baltimore, please. My brother already put in an application and received seven positive acceptances uh, to join the Bills Mafia. Including, my mangle, including also putting up one of uh, uh, a compilation of some of his backyard videos getting tossed through tables. Well, you and your brother did that basically for a living. So I think Bill's mafia will enjoy you too, to right. its immenseness. Yes. Um, Including getting thrown in the flaming coffin. I remember that. Alex, I'll try and see if I, there's a way I can send you the video after the show. Tonight. <laughs> it's epic, dude. I'll, I'll be looking forward to that, honestly. Uh, um, so Alex, I want to move this to you because you are a fan of a team that is pretty long suffering now. Um, not nearly as long as the Browns, but pretty long suffering. What was your reaction to this move yesterday? I know you were as shocked as I was, but what was your overall first impression? Uh, I mean, I, I think first and foremost, outside of the whole on-field stuff, I, I kind of really wasn't concerned with that. It was more so the off-field stuff and how that can just how, how it just seems to be from my perspective looking you know at another team that you know i have no stake in uh how could you take on that type of contract how could you bring in somebody like that with that type of track record uh for and i know we're not going to go down that rabbit hole of what he's got that's in front of him or behind him or wherever it's at um i, I just have a hard time trying to ingest the fact that you take on this kind of suitcase of issues that are inevitably going to bleed into on-field stuff. And then you talk about, like what you mentioned, um, how how the offense is going to change. They were heavily a run game. He can also, if Deshaun is able to play, which that's not my choice, he's going to run the ball. He's uh, somewhat of an elusive, elusive quarterback when he, when he does have the ball. So inevitably things are probably going to change and that's going to ruffle some feathers in the locker room and, and how that will play out if the if they will be successful going into this next season there's a lot of questions to be had I, I would say just and i'll just leave it at that now i am going to say this as far as talent goes i do believe he is a more talented quarterback than baker mayfield i do believe that um his numbers say that uh he also had deandre hopkins in his prime so you can take that for what you want too and andre, but jim i'm going to go to you with this and well i don't think he had andre for very long did he yeah, but it's it's it, regardless if if you play with if you play with a guy for half a season, which I don't know what it was, you still got a guy for half the season. That's true, um, but I want to go a different angle on this too, and I want to say, Jim, I said this to you in a text message earlier, so I'm gonna line you up with this. How shocking is it that J.C. Treader was released two days before this, who may be the biggest uh, character guy in that locker room? And you also had to know it's because basically it was Baker's best friend on the offensive line. You've seen all the mic'd up videos, and he's basically, you know, sitting there BSing and laughing with Treader. Yeah. It's it's his security blanket. It's 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 not, you know, it's not Joe Thomas um, you know, 
protecting all the guys and everything and being the father figure, this was basically one of his best friends um, from everything that, from everything that you've seen. And you had to know something was up and it, you know, uh, especially after $16 million of cutting Jarvis Landry and then uh, not re- and then letting Austin Hooper go to free up about $6 million as well. And now, and now Treader saving $8 million as well. So you had to you had to figure something was coming. We just had no idea it was going to be this. Yeah, considering we thought they were out on him. So that's uh, that's a big part there. I don't want to spend too much more time on this. I will say I like the Jacoby Brissett move. Uh, I think that was a nice uh, addition there, especially if you're going to now tailor the offense to uh, Deshaun Watson. Wait, uh, they, Jacoby Brissett. I must have missed that today. They are signing Jacoby Brissett to a one-year deal. They traded Case Keenum to the Buffalo Bills for a seventh-round pick today. I did see the Keenum thing. So what? So Nick Mullins is out of the equation now. I don't know what they're going to do with Nick Mullins. It really all depends on if he gets suspended. Because if he gets four to six games, which I think Jim, you and I are pretty much in agreement, it's going to be between four and six games. I if Ben got four, and that would only be because of the volume of what's going on, uh, that would be the issue. Um, but if it's between four and six games, you need a backup and Nick Mullins will have to be that backup. Right. <laughs> so the last thing I wanted to get to was, um, did anybody see Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay? What is going on up there? Do you, do you see the smile on my face? Yes, I do it. see the smile on your face, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> we, Mike, you and I had our time. Alex, it's his time now. <laughs> Yeah, um, and apparently Rodgers knew about it. That's the shocking aspect to me, considering that they, you know, were best friends and locker mates and maybe shower buddies. Who knows? But it was—it's just—it doesn't make sense to me. Is that why Shailene Woodley left him? <laughs> it could be. I don't know. Here, here's something I was thinking about on, uh, while I was out and about today. Rodgers now. Three more years, fifty million a year. What the hell happens with Jordan Love? They're not going to sit him three more years. Uh, Why they were willing that. to do that if Favre would have came back? Right. I'm willing to bet that they've moved on from the Jordan Love era. That what what was the Jordan Love era? Whatever, five games or less, probably. Right, because you figure, you know, now we're talking. Do, uh, do do the Browns move Baker to Seattle? Do uh, does he go to does he go to Indianapolis? Does this open up a potential spa, uh, starting spot for a guy now like Jordan Love? Yeah. No. By the way, the fist bump was the Mets won six to two. Um, I'm going to do one too. UCLA one. Nice. I'm having the same connection issues I did last time. This thing is killing me. So, anyways, let's dive into the draft, gentlemen. And let's talk about the one of the biggest spectacles in sports, which is the NFL draft and the weekend that they have. Um, so let's go back into the no, the chat we had going on Twitter. Um, All right, so Willie had the AFC South and the <coughs> AFC West, if I remember correctly. I had the AFC East and the and the NFC West. Yep, and Alex, you had the North and the South and both. Yeah, Ed, Willie had them. 
So as we start from the top of the draft, I think we can all agree on this one is that Jacksonville is either going to go O-line or they're going to go Aiden Hutchinson. Um, so let's talk about that pick. Jim, which way do you think Jacksonville goes in the Doug, in the first year of the Doug Peterson era? Um, with the first overall pick in the J.C. Blue Note mock draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select offensive tackle Evan Neal, Alabama. They need to protect Trevor Lawrence and – Trevor Lawrence has got to be familiar with a lot of young talent having played against uh, Evan Neal at least once uh, in his career before graduation. Yeah, I, I like that pick. And Alex, um, you're effectively on the clock with Detroit now. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know who you had planned on taking with them. Um, I know who I would take here, but let's go to your pick there. And by the way, I love pick. I love that pick, by the way, Jim. Uh, it's doing the exact opposite of what Cincinnati did, but then again, in Joe Burrow's second year, Cincinnati got to a Super Bowl. But you got it because you got to actually keep if you if you draft a franchise quarterback, you have to keep him upright. Could does ja let me ask this question quick, for Alex, before we get into this? Does Jacksonville have the cap room and the draft capital to go get him weapons and try and make a run like Cincinnati did? That's a good question. I don't know offhand. I can check the draft. I, I can check the draft capital right now. There's a fantastic website out there that'll actually give you real time here. Uh, it is loading okay. as we speak. Jacksonville, as it stands right now, has only thirteen million dollars in cap space. Nope. Okay, so they don't have it. All right. Um, so, Alex, let's go to you at number two for the Detroit Lions, um, the resurgent Detroit Lions. Maybe I mean, by, by default. I mean, if if Jacksonville's going to go that route, I would. You have to go Aiden Hutchinson, just by default. Yeah, and it's really a slam dunk because it's a Michigan guy. Right. Exactly. And you're if keeping he, him home. If he yeah, fell that's, into their that's lap, why I'm here as well. Yes. You're more McShay than Kuiper. I'm younger, and I don't actually have 19,000 pounds of goop in my hair like Bret Hart did. I always thought that was just water. <laughs> oh, that's that's adorable that you think that. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I thought it was real until I was like 30. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I always, always remember the Bobby Heenan line. You could run his head over and give your car a lube job. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah. Rest in peace to the bad guy, too. Oh, yeah. That was maybe that was maybe my favorite match up until probably Cena Rock was that first yeah. ladder match with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I know, Mike, you didn't see it, but Britt Baker actually in a steel cage match on uh, AEW on Wednesday night where a war Scott Hall inspired gear with uh with like the black and white like you know blood dripping and everything really that's cool yeah very cool so we're up to pick number three and that's the houston texans who now have a bunch of picks in the first round <clears throat> um three and 13 that i know of so i'm gonna go here let me take this one and i think they take kyle hamilton out of notre dame the safety uh their secondary was absolute trash they need the help. Um, that's who I would take. Jim, in your mock, since you said – now, Alex, did you do a full one or just do your teams? 
Uh, I just kind of mainly focus in on my teams, but I can hey, go Jim, back since, and forth. Since you just, you know, uh, basically, you know, we'll call it Mick Kuypered this draft. <laughs> um, who, who did you have Houston taking at three? Uh, I went Thibodeau. You can't leave a guy like that on the board, and they need, you know, they actually, now they're going to be able to get, you know, what they need for their offense with all of their picks, but you can't pick up, a, you can't pass on a guy like this. He's that, mile, uh, he could be that Miles Garrett, J.J. Watt type stalwart that, that jumpstarts your defense and you can cornerstone around in your rebuild. Okay, you know, and I get that. I only a guy like this on the table at three. Yeah, and I only went secondary because they have the pick at 13 um, and they can add some weapons. But I thought the first need for them was going to end up being mm -hmm. secondary because of how porous it was. Um, doesn't mean they won't get somebody in free agency with the cap room they've made, but who knows? Um, JC, your first pick, the uh, aforementioned former team of my youth, the New York Jets. Who are we taking it for for the – now second biggest debacle in a front office? Right. Uh, with the fourth pick in the J.C. Blue Note mock draft, the New York Jets select Icky Ekawandu, uh, offensive tackle, North Carolina State. That is big. Again, Alex, let's talk to you about this one. Zach Wilson wasn't terrible. I, I and Mekhi Becton was. Mm -hmm. So do you like this? I do. I, I, it's definitely going to keep Zach Wilson upright, and I know he struggled in a sense, but he didn't look terrible compared to like what you had mentioned that the Jets are a, you know, a dumpster fire in a sense with yes. that front office. So I mean, kudos to him. Hopefully, he you know he is able to stay healthy, and this this pick right here will will definitely help him out. For me, yeah, and I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, no, you, Jim, you're on. Go on, go on. It's, I was, I was going to say it's, you know, Evan Neal is with with his size and his athleticism. I think is, you know, there's there, we've we've got a great run of of offensive linemen in this draft. It is very deep, um, but I just think there's something where Evan Neal would fit Jacksonville a little bit better, whereas whereas Icky, his athleticism is really going to help keep. Zach Wilson upright, especially when you now look at the pass rushers that are in that division uh, between Buffalo, New England, and uh, and the Dolphins. Especially with Buffalo adding Von Miller. Correct. Buck 20 for Von Miller. That blew my mind. He goes from one, so of, my I'm gonna... to one of the others. I got no problem with it. Hey, listen, man, that's – you could, you know, just repaint a jersey and you'd be good. Yeah. So I'm up now with the Giants, which is the um, – see, I had, Ev I had Evan Neal going to the Giants because Daniel Jones is another one who gets killed. You know what? I'm going Homer, and I'm getting him a weapon. And with the fifth pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the New York Giants select Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, the Ohio State University. <laughs> Maybe the most dynamic playmaker on the outside. Uh, Jim, I know you like the kid from USC. Uh, you're laughing at me now. We won't talk about your jersey. Um, but listen, Wilson has the 40 speed. He's a great route runner. 
something the Giants have not had in a long, long, long. I could add more longs if I wanted to, but I won't time. Uh, I had always projected Garrett Wilson to be the first wide receiver off the board, which is why I'm putting him up here. Jim, who did you have going to the Giants? And then Alex, I want to pivot to you for something. I actually had them going Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. The Giants only had 33 sacks all last year. Lloyd's the kind of guy who can play a hybrid and also get to the quarterback. Um, and, and, you know, with a, um, he, he very much reminds me of, of how uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa did with the, with the Browns. He's a very Troy Palomaru, uh, you know, type player. He can actually, you know, he can play multiple positions very well, whereas JLK can actually play, you know, secondary and, and linebacker. Uh, Devin Lloyd can actually play, he could definitely work anywhere within that front seven. He's not gonna he's not gonna be down lineman, but he could definitely kind of get in off the edge. Yeah. So Alex, I want to take this this way with you. Um, as a team who has a young quarterback and offensive issues, and I'm not taking shots here. It's just you and I've talked about this a bunch. If this was your pick for your team, because in a couple picks it would have been yours. Are you going line or are you going weapon, whether it's running back or because I saw a lot of people mocking the running back or the defensive back from Cincinnati here. I saw a lot of people mocking a running back at some point in time to the Giants. Um, would you give him a weapon or would you give him protection? I need to keep him protected. If he's going to if he's going to be, in my case, um, my my quarterback for the next 10 years. I got to get him. I got to get him to a point where he can, you know, see the field and not just be sacked eight to ten times a game. So I have to go line as and as as cute as it is to get uh, get yourself a nice weapon like what Cincinnati did last year, and yeah, it worked out for them. After after seeing the struggles that the Bears had and the Giants had, you got to protect them. There's there's no other way around it. No, I agree with you. I mean, I. There is still offensive line help in free agency, which is why I think I thought of Garrett Wilson here. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it's definitely going to be a tough pick for an idiot. I mean, Dave Gettleman, uh, to make yeah. there. So, sorry. I, I can't. Wait, isn't he out? No. Hold on. Who's the GM of the New York Giants? It is Joe showing. He is out. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? If you work with Gettleman, he's just as stupid. Right. Um, wait, is Joe showing from New England? You might be right. Yeah, uh, you could be correct about that. Guys, they're still using the same playbook they used when Charlie Weiss was there. It's not rocket science. What is wrong with people? Anyways, so we're up to the Carolina Panthers, which would have been one of Willie's picks. Um, Alex, oh, Carolina right. needs a that's lot. Me. Oh, you're the – oh, that's right. You're the NFC South. I am sorry. Oh, Alex, good. who you got going to Carolina, my friend? Uh, so Carolina needs a quarterback because the Sam Darnold experiment has kind of come and gone. Uh, so I think they got to go Malik Willis out of Liberty. First – Drop the mic pick of the night. Had to do it. Had to do it. I understand. Jim, who, which, which quarterback did you have coming off the board first? Was it him or Kenny? Kenny. 
Yeah, I, I, I like Willis's arm talent. I like his pocket presence. There's just something about Kenny Pickett. Plus, I know there's people that want to lay him out for that fake slide in that bowl game. That's true, too. I, no, I but listen, you're not wrong, though. They need a quarterback. There's still also stuff. You're not wrong. I didn't have them going quarterback here just because we all, uh, because of the Deshaun Watson thing, we didn't know where that was going to happen. But you also still have a carousel going on. Is Matt Ryan going to stay? Is Jameis Winston going to stay? You know, uh, somebody, you could actually have somebody still move to Carolina to replace Darnold. Could they stick with Darnold as a stopgap, knowing they're not going anywhere for half a year or something? Yeah, well, the thing is, next year's quarterback class is going to be better. Right. You're going to have the – yeah, well, weaker than what it's been recently. Let's say that because you don't know what these guys are going to turn into. You, you don't know if Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis are going to be the next, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow <laughs> or the next Ryan Leaf and um, Achilles Smith. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> Figure we're so, talking Seattle quarterbacks tonight. I take the shot. Wow. I forgot he played for Seattle. I just remember he played for the Jets the year Testaverde blew the Achilles. And I remember I'll, Keyshawn Johnson and somebody got into an Huh? I'll go one step further if we're going to talk Seattle quarterback bus. Anybody remember Dan McGuire? I do not. 6'10". Jim, he's a lot younger than us. 6'10", drafted in the top 15, and played two years and was out of football, basically. Well, he was 6'10". He should have been pitching for the Mariners, not playing right. quarterback for the Seahawks. Was he left-handed? Why do I think he was left-handed? And no, I'm not confusing him with Randy Johnson. I'd have to go back and research that. This is killing me, this thing. You guys are like stop-motion animation right now. And I brought the extender back here. All right, so let's get to the next pick. That is number seven, the New York Giants from the Chicago Bears in that blockbuster deal last year that brought Justin Fields to Chicago. Um, Alex, let me ask you this before I get the pick done, because I think I'm going to tick you off. Um because I'm going to go need here as well. The How do you think they have to retailer this offense? Now that Allen Robinson is in, not Allen Robinson, yeah, Allen Robinson is in LA with the Rams. Um, how do they have to tailor this to make this team better? Uh, well, I think that Ibrahim and company have to really hammer it home and make David Montgomery your your number one stud. You got. He's got to have the ball thirty to forty times a game, not ten to ten to fifteen or twenty times a game max. And then from there, you can go out and get yourself your nice big shiny wide receiver, and you know throw the ball all over the field. Because yeah. that 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 is a way for you to keep Justin Fields healthy. He's able to see the pocket. You know he's able to see the field, see his weapons, but also able to you know hand it off in case of an emergency. No, and I agree. Um, I I like them to – they don't have a first-round pick this year, right? No. 
Okay. I like them to have to make a move like that, but we're going to have to wait a year. Do they have cap room? You're wait you're waiting on the cap guy, huh? I lose. Yeah. We're talking uh we're talking bears with cap room. Yeah. Yeah, come on, Todd. What are you doing? 31.6. Uh, I'm sorry, 31.2 million under the cap. How are they not players? Um, I, I really don't know exactly what they're doing right now. I know that they're, they're Matt uh the new Ryan and Matt are basically trying to rectify what the old Ryan and Matt did. So this is it's just gonna take this is gonna take years, guaranteed. Here's what's scary about your bearers. Well, listen, I think you're set. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. So I would say, listen, I think you're set a quarterback though. I, I think he'll be good once you start building a team around him. So go on, what's going on with the Bears, Jim? Uh, I just I'm looking up their cap number. They only have four players making ten million or more on their roster. Are you serious? Robert Quinn at 17.1, Eddie Jackson at 15 even, Cody White here at 12.3, Nick Foles at 10.6. And I think from my understanding, they're even trying to um, put uh, Quinn on the trading block to see if somebody would go out there and bite after the year he had last year. So to take I, I'm hearing that as well, yes. So, uh, Roquan Smith's not even making 10. He's making just under 10, but he's not making 10. He he's essentially the building block of that defense. That's him, him and only him at this point. Because obviously Khalil Mack is gone, and Eddie Jackson is somewhat of a Casper on the field. Sometimes he's a ghost. Sometimes he's there. So somewhat of a Casper, he says. <laughs> We're not talking Dave either. That's amazing. Oh God. So the Giants, I'm actually going defensive back here, and I'm going Derek Stingley uh, Jr. from LSU. Uh, one of the better cover corners in the draft. Um, one of the first years we don't have an Ohio State cover corner. I know you don't like them, Jim, but uh, it is one of the first years we don't have an Ohio State cover corner in the uh, going to go in the first round. So, yeah, that's um, – that's where I go there. The Giants have a lot of problems. And, you know, I'm saying this is my mother-in-law is not here, but it's very true. They have a ton of problems uh, to address in the draft and in free agency, and they really haven't done that, um, which is shocking to me because it's a new regime. You think they want to put their stamp on this thing, and they're not. They're very much not. Uh, so let's get to number eight, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. Um, that would be me. I know, but my hands are up for a reason. What oh, do they ahead. do now? Have they ticked Matt Ryan off to the point where they have to draft a quarterback here? Uh, I, I'm not as, I'm not, I don't think he's as far gone as like what the situation that big Baker Mayfield is in, in Cleveland. I think that there's a, there's a possible chance he sticks around at least one more year. Uh, and I think that they're, you know, even though they got a boatload of problems as well, too. Uh, they always love to pick offense, so I have them picking a wide receiver this year. Who you got? Uh, I have them taking Drake London out of USC. That's Good pick. I, that's who That's who Jim had as the first receiver off the board. I could If I were them and Drake London was on the board, I would, be, I would basically be sending 
on your fastest your fastest player on the roster up there with the card. Now here's my question, Jim. Who or did you have there? I know what. Huh? I, or I'd be shooting the card out of a t-shirt cannon. That would be an interesting look. Jim, who did you have uh, them taking there since I know you did not have Garrett Wilson as his first receiver off the board? Atlanta? Yeah. I actually had them taking uh, – I had them going Drake London. Did you really? You thought he'd last that long? Yes. It's uh, – because here's why. It's um, um with that Giants pick that you had them going um, – Defensive back, I actually had the Giants going uh, Tyler Lindebaum uh, from Iowa to basically shore up the offense. They get their they get their pressure guy on defense with the first pick, and then they circle back and they get their offensive line stud with that second pick, which actually can't means, go wrong with a Big Ten offensive lineman. Ex- exactly, it's uh, and and this is actually where I think you know the teams uh, at at the top ten of the draft are going to load up on trench guys. And Atlanta's really the first one that needs a weapon, and and for me, and and it's not any slight against against the Buckeye boys. Drake London was a man toying with children the last two years at USC. You might want to watch how you say that one. <laughs> man, child toying with children. There you go. There you go. Champions that, that will <laughs> that will cover us. I think we'll be safe now. Um, <laughs> so, Alex, uh, I want to ask you this one more question about Atlanta, and let's go to the next pick in the draft, which is actually Jim's first, which is a Jim pick, uh, the AFC West. Um, in all seriousness, when do they have to go out and get a quarterback? Matt Ryan's thirty-seven. Um, they have flirted with Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't know how far Arthur Blank actually got with that whole thing. Can they ride Matty Ice for another season? I think they do because, as we mentioned in the, on just a couple minutes ago, I think that the draft class for quarterbacks is a little bit deeper next year. So you probably take your chances of you know tanking this year and hope and hoping that you have a, to- a high draft pick next year and get yourself a top tier quarterback or your future quarterback. That's that's just my thought. Are they bad enough to go after Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? I think that's really going to become the question. Uh, they could be. They could be. Whether you like it or not, after the Rose Bowl, I think everybody knows Stroud's going to be a stud. No, I, um, I, I agree with that. So, Jim, Seattle Seahawks, who take this pick from Denver in the Russell Wilson trade, um, They've got some needs, man, but this is a tough pick, and gentlemen, because I honestly believe that the Browns will not trade Baker Mayfield in the the conference. I believe he will end up in Seattle with with Pete Carroll and that offense in DK Metcalf, uh, which no shot at Odell, but let's take it anyway. He'll actually have a number one receiver uh, for the first time in his career, too. Uh, so, Jim, where'd you go with the Seahawks? I think this, to me, is my stone-cold slam-dunk pick of the entire draft. With the ninth pick of the NFL draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Kenny Pickett, 
quarterback, Pittsburgh. True yeah, Lock I figured is you were not going the to. answer. Baker Mayfield. True Lock is never the answer. I do not see Seattle trading for Baker Mayfield. You think he ends up in Indianapolis? I I I, I firmly believe he will either end up in Indianapolis or Carolina. Okay. While we're on the subject, Alex, where do you think Baker lands? Uh, if I had to pick, I think he's probably going to Indianapolis. I think the he the relationship is starting to build. He's there's there's the rumblings that are kind of there. So um, probably Indy, but I mean we've seen what Indy has done to quarterbacks that they've picked up or traded for within the last couple of years that they the relationship sours within a within a year or two and they find their way out the door. So I hope that goes better than what what it did for Wentz. Yeah, but we all knew Carson Wentz wasn't going to be the answer out there. No, um, but, but I figured it would be it would last at least three to four years, not a year or two. That's true. Um, I will say this: it is uh, there is a lot of people on Brown's Twitter who just are so stir crazy stupid. They just they actually think that the Browns are going to get a first round pick for him. Uh, second or third, probably at best. I'd say uh, third or fourth. Yeah, most of what I'm hearing is that somebody, if they're going to reach, they're going to give a two. He's more than likely, yeah, just as you said, Alex, it's going to be a three or a four. But here's the thing. it's He's a three or a four because the Browns have been over a barrel because of the way they handled this. If this would have just been <coughs> Baker, we're going to – if Andrew Berry did not come out and say Baker was the man for next year – and then Jimmy Haslam override him and do this. And it was just, all right, Baker, you know what? We're going to see if there's a chance to get bet, to make the team better. We're going to do it. And then we'll accommodate you from there. You handle it that way and you have leverage because you can say, you know what? We didn't have to make this deal. We think he's the man. We just think this one's better. You have some actual leverage. The Browns have no leverage. There's none. Or they're going to pay a third-string quarterback $18 million next year. This is the situation this move has made for the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm back on the clock with the New York Jets again, and I'm going to give a shout-out to our buddy, Luke Fickle, and I am going to take Sauce Gardner, the defensive back out of Cincinnati, at number 10 to the New York Jets. Um, listen, the um, – the Jets are another team that needs hasn't had a good defensive back since Revis Island. So this makes a lot of sense for them to do. Uh, gentlemen, what do you think? Do you think the Jets will benefit from going defensive back here, or are we talking about uh, they need something else? Because I toyed with offensive tackle. I, I toyed with Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Um. Six seven three twenty five can't really ignore that, but I, I wasn't sure. I felt again secondary needs a bigger facelift than the offensive line. Alex, hold on, my my video is kind of cutting out here. Same as mine; it's been doing it the whole time. We're getting storms in New York, so I think that's part of the problem with me. All right, I think I'm back in now. Cool. 
I have them going sec. I, I have I have them going secondary, but I have them going a little different direction. Um, I had I got, Sauce, I got Sauce Gardner a little later on. I got them going Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. That's a solid pick. They need a lockdown, but I think actually when you're trying to defend a guy, uh, defend against Josh Allen and Mac Jones, you need a guy who can come over the top in the safety position to lend help rather than actually a shutdown corner on an island because you're not going to be able to play the yep. receiver in that division on an island. You need to come over the top. No, I think if you can play lockdown, you can shut down Stephon Diggs. <laughs> you cannot shut down Stephon Diggs. You can only hope to contain him, you know, in the words oh. of Stuart Scott. That wasn't Stu. That was either Olbermann or Dan Patrick. It was a little bit of Kilborn, but also everyone used that line. I just remember Did they? It. Okay. Yeah, well, I hope Sauce goes booyah first time he picks off one of those two. Um, Alex, I know we've talked about the Jets before, and we've used the term dumpster fire. We've used the term debacle, um, and we've been trying to be nice about it. I. Uh, from what you know of them, because I know you're kind of Bear-centric, just like we're Brown-centric. Oh, Jim's got a few different teams, but I'm Brown-centric. Do you think they need to shore up the offense first and go through channels to our free agency and trades to do the defense? Or would you kind of mix it up if you had as many picks as the Jets do? Uh, I'm, I'm mixing it up. I'm going to try and make myself as, as competent and relevant as possible. So, I got to get a little bit of offense, a little bit of defense to kind of see if we can, you know, stir the pot enough to make sure that we're a relevant organization uh, that plays in, you know, that shared stadium. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. Okay. So I'm back on the clock again, guys, like I said, I have the majority of the first round uh, with the two divisions I took because they were such hot garbage. Um, the Washington Banders, and I didn't do it and I meant to. I was going to start playing easy like Sunday morning by the Commodores just to see what people did. <laughs> see what happens when Bill Cosby shows up in Cleveland. Oh, and it's off the rails. And the $230 million going to buy a lot of pudding pops. That's all I'm saying. And it's, off, it's um, really off the rails. <laughs> hey, Jim, go farther. <laughs> Do it now. Do it now. Got to do the Cosby dance. Not the Cosby dance. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about um, his off-the-field hobbies. <laughs> See, what you got is the two-part mamma jamma, Andy. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to get banned from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. No, I'm talking about where he's going to have his house when he lives out there, Jim. What are and, we talking about? I'm, I'm talking about his winter activities in a suburb of Cleveland. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> Alex, you got to hear this. Deshaun Watson's house will not be in Strongsville like a lot of people talk about on the west side of Cleveland. It will be in the city of Hudson, who has great – Ice fishing. <laughs> Alex, someone in politics in the city of Hudson, Ohio, said ice Mayor. fishing leads to prostitution. I am not kidding you. I am dead serious. <laughs> and 
the meme came out today and I shared it with Jim and said, I want to live in Hudson. The hair to ice fishing's on fire. <laughs> oh he my said, God. I got to find the clip. Um, <laughs> and I hope to God there's like a way I can like trim the audio or maybe even get the video of the morning show we had in Cleveland basically took that line and, and did like what the typical radio guy does and they run with it and they say like one thing and then they play the clip and then they say another thing and they play the clip and they just keep running with it for five minutes. It's, it's drive off the road funny. And oh my he God. says, if you actually legalize the ice fishing, it leads to shanties being built and that leads to one thing, prostitution. Oh. And he said it's so deadpan He's he's it's shown up on national news and, and memes everywhere. And this was the freaking mayor. That's a bad look. A very That's bad hilarious. Look. <laughs> That's almost as bad as not being able to eat in your car in South Euclid in the parking lot of a oh, fast food restaurant. Uh, uh, not necessarily, because remember, we stole that sign. Do you remember Adam, Lanigan? Adam and I stole that sign off that McDonald's and actually and 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 used it in a in a in an AOV match. Do you remember when Lanigan Malone and Webster went to that South Euclid McDonald's, were eating in the car, called the cops and said, Come and get us? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, um, it is what either was or still is legit a law in the city of South Euclid where my parents live. You cannot eat fast food in the parking lot of the fast food restaurant in your car. The guys on the radio, the morning show on the oldie station, actually went to the McDonald's in South Euclid and called the cops from the car and said, come and get us. Wait, why can't you sit and eat in your car at a fast food? It's one of those stupid laws because there's they charge a little bit more to eat inside. Wow. Okay. It's one of those laws that you kind of go, really? But when they, I was listening to it, I was in my father's car. And I heard them do that. And my father and I had to pull the car over. On We pulled over on Tellhurst, Jim. We were laughing so hard we couldn't even drive. The Some of the suburbs in our neck of the woods growing up, Alex, are incredibly stupid. There, there was that ordinance in South Euclid. The next city over, Cleveland Heights, had parking meters in their parking lots. Yep. You couldn't go to a Walmart without having to feed a meter. What? Mike, That's also still, the birthplace of the Kelseys. Mike, you also still can't go on Coventry without feeding a meter. Well, Coventry, I get. I got pulled over in a suburb, in the very next suburb over, University Heights, for going the normal speed limit on a Sunday morning at 2 a.m., coming home from my girl's my girlfriend at the time's house and I got pulled over by a cop because I was actually doing the normal speed limit. Here's the problem. The school zone light was malfunctioning at two in the morning on a Sunday and they gave me a ticket. Hmm. University Heights did that? Duh. Yes. All right, let's get back on the rails. Um, <laughs> I swear that's the last of the pudding pop jokes for now um <laughs> again that's you're you're so adorable like pinch your cheeks uh so the washington commanders this was a coin flip for me um 
but I am going to do what I told my coworker, Ian, the new guy. He is a Commanders fan going all the way back to their old name. Uh, not football team, the one before that. Um, you know what? I'm going to flip the coin, and I'm going to say they take Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. Uh, whether it's Tyler – it's Carson Wentz now, and God knows Carson Wentz needs as much help as he can get, but he also needs an offensive line in front of him. Just let Scherf walk. Uh, so I think bringing in Penning is going to be a nice move for them. Uh, listen, Northern Iowa ran the football a lot too. He knows how to block for a running back, so I like him here. Jim, who did you have um, Lionel Richie's uh, team – I mean the command, the commanders taken? You're going to love me for this. I had them going Garrett Wilson. You know, I toyed with that, considering it being all Ohio State wide receiver room with him, McLaurin, and Curtis Samuel. Exactly, because I figured um, they need a deep threat for, for Wentz or Heineke, whoever's lining up under center there. Yeah. No, I, it, that's definitely uh, definitely a big thing there. So I'm also on the, the clock now with the Minnesota Vikings at 12, um, and I'm going to go – Chalk with them and go. Did you put Linderbaum somewhere already? Me? Yeah. Uh, I had him going. Um, yeah, I had Linderbaum at uh, at seven of the Giants. You know what? Jerk. You you know we're not playing by any rules. Just go with who you want to go with. All wait, right, wait. fine. Wait, Mike. I thought I had the North NFC North. Oh, you do have the North. I'm sorry. I'm so used to picking for everybody. I'm sorry, Alex. It's my fault. That's fine. I mean, you could throw your pick in there, and I, and I, I could throw my, my name. I would, I would have taken Linderbaum here if he was available, just because the, the tackles are short up in Minnesota, or they're decent in Minnesota. I would have taken the center. But who did you? I'm sorry, Alex. I no, you're good. Uh, I my actually, brain hurts. No, you're good. I actually, co- very coincidentally, took a tackle. I took a uh, Jordan Davis out of Georgia. That's a nice move. That's a good pick. See, I told you he was good, man. I mean, I had Davis way down the, uh, you know, way down the board in the round, but I could, I could definitely justify that pick. No, I like that. I like that, especially for them, because they are a running team that has the great wide receivers to go with it. So, it's Houston now, and this would have been Willie's pick with the AFC South, but I want to bring up something else that happened recently. Um, you hate to see it. And as much as I don't like his alma mater, you hate to see it. But David Ajabo with the torn Achilles is a huge hit to the first round. So I want to ask you guys to put your GM hats on. Do you take a flyer on him in this, on the second day, put him on your payroll, let him get healthy and turn him loose next year. Alex, I'll start with you. I think it's worth it. I know it's it's detrimental because like you're not going to get anything out of him this year, but I mean just to have him on your roster, knowing that you know he's 100% healthy going into the 2023 season, uh, well worth the money as far as I'm concerned. Jim, I want to spin this a different way. If you're Andrew Berry, do you make this move on day two for David Ojabo? Yes. Knowing you can't pair him with anybody till next year. I'm going to give a drop the mic pick here. Um, I'm not going to make the pick because of all the chaos. It's uh, and I really couldn't uh, uh, 
I really couldn't justify reseeding the entire second half of the of, of the show tonight just off of one, you know, stupid move from Andrew Barry. I still have David Ojabo getting selected in the first round, even with the injury. Okay. And Willie's going to love I'm, me if you're watching this, my friend. I've got him going to the Raiders. Hmm. Do the Raiders have a first-round pick? Yep, they're at 22. I thought Green Bay took 22 in that move. Yeah, Green Bay got that that got that pick after the Devontae trade. Green Bay's got that pick. Okay, that was actually as of this morning. I haven't updated the draft order uh, since um, actually since like yesterday at two o'clock when the uh, when the Deshaun okay. deal went down. So here, um, Sporting News actually mocked Trayvon Walker here to Houston. That's where I actually had him going to uh, to Minnesota with Alex's pick, uh, one pick earlier. Okay. He better go there because if he goes to at 14, there's going to be problems in the AFC North. Oh. 14th Baltimore. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? I am going to go defense for Baltimore, and I'm going to go with George. Carla Fitus from Purdue. Purdue. Dominant edge rusher. Um, listen, if you can edge rush in the Big Ten, you're doing something because that's where the best left tackles have come from in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, he was very good against Ohio. I mean, he wasn't very good against Ohio State. He was very good in spurts against Ohio State, but they actually schemed their O-line against him, which I think with a dominant edge rusher, you have to do. Um, so, yeah, I like uh, – the Greek guy going there to Baltimore, um, who is going to be nasty next year. He's going to be absolutely nasty. Uh, so, wow, I got to pick three times in a row because the Eagles go the next two. Yeah, 15 is from the from the Dolphins, and then 16 is from the Colts, right? Yep. Yep. Let's go 15 and let's get him off the board with the 15th pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The Philadelphia Eagles select Chris Olave, wide receiver, the Ohio State. Gentlemen, here's a piece of trivia that I love about this guy. He now is the holder of the most touchdowns in Ohio State history as a wide receiver. Um, the guy who is third on that list is in the Hall of Fame, Chris Carter. Uh, David Boston, who had the huge game against Miami the jersey that Jim is wearing. Uh, Jim, enlighten us with what player that is, please. Ray? Yep. Yeah, it's a Ray Lewis Miami jersey, speaking of I character. My all-time favorite defensive player. Eric Dickerson's my all-time favorite player, period. Ray Lewis is number two, and I know before. Uh, so okay, we're gonna actually we're gonna we're gonna jump back, but it's not gonna be a Cosby joke. But it's uh, I mean, I understand this could be highly hypocritical of me wearing this, considering what happened yesterday. Um, but you know, the long story short was I always loved Ray Lewis. For me, he was the greatest defensive player I've ever seen, and I even grew up during LT because Ray actually had the ability to drop back into coverage that LT didn't. Um, he could get out the after the quarterback just as well. Um, and, you know, my I asked for I asked for one 
you know, for my birthday, for my brother. And he throws this at me and he says, I will never buy you anything purple and black. And he also understands that I'm a Florida Gator fan and I hate Miami. So he basically, he basically jabbed the knife in and twisted it around twice. That is a sweet jersey, though. It is a sweet jersey, but it would have been like me sending you the Blocko Big Regan shirt, which I almost did. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how I can actually copy it and have 10 made if, if you did. So you could burn them all in front of me? Uh-huh. One per episode. They would have been light on fire. They would have been they would have been different. One would have been fire. One would have actually been like you know golden <laughs> oven. One would have been Hulk Hogan. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd, have, we'd have made a segment out of it. Nice, <laughs> nice. So the Eagles have the next pick as well, and um, I'm going to go Devonte Wyatt, the DND tackle out of Georgia for them here. Uh, people have mocked him at 19 to them. I'm going to move up and get him now. Uh, listen, is that the dude at the combine that ran like the four, whatever for a giant man? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Take him, take him and light Daniel Jones up. Did I say that? Mike, okay. did, you, did you steal my analysis? To light Daniel Jones up or to take no, him because no. of how quick he is? You uh, you actually – you said that people had him going at 19. I got him going at 19. Well, yeah, because I have the Sporting News mock draft here just because I'm watching the order that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at it, and a lot of the picks make sense. I just would take him here because I think you have the Chargers next who you could pair him with Joey Bosa, and that would be scary. Um, you have the Saints who – they have here Kenny Pickett, but Kenny Pickett's off our board. He's an option there, and then he's at 19. I take him here, and I almost go um, – I'll tell you where I'll go next. So who's got the AFC West? That's you, right, Jim? No, that would have been Willie. All right, so it's the Chargers at 17. Um, I got one for you. Who's that? Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State, the defensive end. Damn it. That's a nice one. Because I had him, I had him going. Uh, I had him going at fifteen to the Jets, and then I had Sauce Gardner right behind him. I mean, like like we said, we can we can toy around with this, you know, throw anybody anywhere. Yeah, and the Sporting News had Jordan Davis, the D tackle out of Georgia, here to mm -hmm. the Chargers, um, who was phenomenal last year. He was big in the national championship game. Um, which, by the way, I watched tape on. I didn't actually watch because I don't watch Alabama unless they're playing my boys. Um, 18 to the Saints. Now, this is interesting. And I want to throw this name out here. Um, how would Desmond Ritter look in New Orleans? He'd look good, but let me throw a name out here that's that's going to scare the living crap out of you. Who's that? They re-sign Jameis Winston and go Traylon Burks, the receiver out of Arkansas, to pair with Michael Thomas as two six three guys with four four speed. You know what? The other guy I thought of here was Jamison Williams. The other guy I thought of here was Jamison Williams to do just that. 
I thought I thought I was going back and forth with Williams, but it but when it all came down to it, I thought Burks with the size advantage just works a little bit better with him, especially yeah, with Michael no, I, coming back. Yeah, that's that's definitely in Kamara coming out of the backfield. Alex, with what you know about Se- uh, Seattle, I'm sorry, New Orleans, who would you take here? Would you take the quarterback? Would you would you go defense? No, I'm I'm protecting my my whoever whoever's going to be my quarterback, and I take uh, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa because uh, Teron Armstead's potentially walking in for agency. So that's that's the listen. Tulsa played Ohio State this year. That kid's good. That's why I had him there. You know, that know kid's that good. It could be wishful thinking. I don't know that the Saints will necessarily go that route, but I just had him there in case that you get a healthy Jameis back or you maybe find your find your way and lucky enough to get a Baker Mayfield. You want to protect him. I want to give a shout-out to John Motley, who actually does a lot of stuff with the Shakeback Media Group with Willie, helps run it. Um, he actually lives in Louisiana, and he said Saints fans prefer Baker to Jameis or to Deshaun Watson. Um, I say no only because look what it took Sean Payton to unlock Drew Brees, and Sean Payton's not there anymore. Yeah. So although, we're back to the fill- – I'm although, sorry. Go on, Jim. Although if, you, if, if you think, could the could the Baker to New Orleans theme pick up a little bit of steam? Because think about it. Every time they get displaced, where do they end up going? Oklahoma City? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Fair point. So we're back to me at 19 and the Philadelphia Eagles. With their 22nd pick of the first round. Good God knows. <laughs> I'm going to go offensive guard and go Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Okay. Um, listen, <laughs> Jalen Hurts needs all the help he can get. So let's shore up the line and make sure he don't have to run for his life. Uh, next would be... Oh God! You know what? I it's, I I had the I had Green falling just out of the first round, but I can make a serious argument for that. He gets extremely explosive out of his stance. He's a very very good pass blocker. He he pulls well. The only drawback on him is that the reason why I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't necessarily go with him is, is that they say his biggest issue is in the run game. He's so explosive. He falls forward when he tries to run block, and, and guys can shed him a little bit easier. Yeah, but that's coachable, Jim. That's coachable depending on who your offensive line coach is. It is, but it's something where you want a guy who's a little bit probably a little bit more established to put in, in that kind of faith as a guard pairing with a young quarterback like that. If 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 it were something where I think Hertz would be in the year uh, in the league a couple of more years, then maybe they can actually you know afford to take that chance with with Green. But as 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 much as Hertz likes to run, I would think that they probably want some guy who can stay home a little bit more. Even though again he's great in the pass game, it's just if it, if it was a little bit more of a pocket presence out of Jalen Hurts, I had a, I would have no problem with them going Green here. Okay, I see what you're saying. 
Um, let me ask you this, though. With the explosiveness off the ball, and I'm going to ask Alex this one. Would you move a guy like that to left tackle? Uh, I would be uh, just a tad bit hesitant, but I mean, if, if, you know, I guess it's worth the experiment to see if it works out. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's almost like he's a, if he's a better pass blocker, you want to protect on the blind side. But I get where you're coming from. Guard to tackle is probably not the easiest thing to do, especially with mm-hmm. no help on the outside. Um, but that that actually didn't enter my mind until Jim just said that he was that explosive out of his stance. So unfortunately, James, um, as mad as I am at the uh, team from our town, I have to pick for Pittsburgh now. Oh, make it a good one, Mike. Make it a good one. Come on. With the 20, 20th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select anybody who cares. No, in all seriousness. Um, <laughs> Hingle McCringleberry. <laughs> uh, I'm torn here, but I'm going to take the wide receiver that uh, – not Jameson Williams, the other one. Who's out there? The kid the from that Arkansas that you were – Yeah, I'm going to put him there especially. I mean, Trade I think hurts. one of the mo- – Yeah, one of the under-the-radar moves is that Juju's in Kansas City. Yeah, and that's just what came down earlier today or late last night? Uh, yes, late last, last night, late yesterday. Um, and listen, Juju's back to what we knew he always was, which is a second fiddle to Tyreek Hill. <coughs> If you want to throw Travis Kelsey in there, he's actually in now a third option. Yeah, well, Kelsey's always Kelsey's a different animal. It's like having Gronk. It's just it's a different animal. And I just love that Kelsey goes hi hi every time he does something good. Um, who, I do. I think it's great. Right? No, they both do it. Him and his brother. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, so now you get to pick for the other team I wish would go away, James. Uh, and you are on the clock at 21 with the New England Patriots. Yes. Uh, with the 21st pick, I am going Trent McDuffie, quarterback Washington. You know what? I thought him or Nicobe Dean here from Georgia. Trent McDuffie, he's not shut down, but... He's he's very very good in coverage, and and that playoff game in Buffalo just really showed how out of sync their secondary is when they're actually matched up against you know guys who can get separation. Alex, let me ask you this: New England's been a perennial playoff team since two thousand one, uh, twenty one years. Um, do you almost want to find? Mac Jones some more targets or would you shore up a defense that now has to deal with uh, offenses uh, deal with Buffalo uh, on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, I am probably going to side a little more with the defense, especially when you consider that the Patriots lost their stud in JC Jackson. That's right. He left. Yeah. So I got to go defense. I know that you want to make and make look uh, Mac Jones look, uh, fantastic out there, but I mean, it's got to start with the defense. At the, and maybe that's just because I'm a little bit partial to, you know, the defensive side of the ball. 
but I, I got to show up the defense first. No, I, I listen. It, there's not a wrong answer to that question. I'm just looking for preference. Here. I love, I love that you want to give him defense, especially with what are they going to do with Stephon Gilmore? Have they pissed him off enough yet? Uh, I don't know, but I mean, there's a chance that they might try to move him, or I wouldn't be surprised if they try to move him. Okay. Let's, so let's Alex, also keep, let's also oh. keep in mind here with uh, with New England that they're not really going to go out and get the big flashy receiver, you know, like they did in free agency with Randy Moss between, you know, Mac Jones and any guy from Alabama with the system that they put in. And then, you know, with that, with that plug and play mentality of Saban, and then also, you know, kind of from the same quote unquote, you know, tree with Belichick, you could plug anybody in there and get productivity out of them in that offense. Which leads me to the 22nd pick. And Alex, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know you, you don't want to do this. Um, like I didn't want to do number 20. Um, but you are on the clock, sir. And what are you doing here? So I'll tell you what I would do if I'm them. Mm-hmm. If they if Gunta Guns has a brain in his skull. Mm-hmm. What are you doing so, here besides so, trading Aaron Rodgers for uh, a hoagie? Uh, so as much as it pained me to, you know, to, to make this pick, I, it gave me a little bit of joy because uh, I'm going to fill a gap in wide receiver because they now have a, a big hole in wide receiver. Uh, and I'm going to go Jahan Dotson out of Penn State because all you have now is Randall Cobb and um, who's that? Aaron Laz- Alan Lazard. Who's good. But, He's yeah, good. I get He's you. Good. But, yeah, Jahan I would I would have gone Jamison Williams here, but I understand why you went Jahan Dotson. Okay, Mike, yeah. you and I actually talked about this last night. I actually even told we you. Did. I said, "Yeah, it's uh, Alex. I had him going. Uh, I had him going at at twenty eight with the with their original pick, Jahan Dodson. It's it, it's just something about his speed when he gets into his cuts that he can get separation. And, and it's just from my perspective, as much as I can't stand Aaron Rodgers, whoever he he has out there on offense, uh, as far as weapons, he makes them all look good. So. There's no doubt in my mind that, yes, it's going to probably pain them to see Javante wearing different colors, but it's just next man up for this team. It always is, and until Rodgers walks, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, you figure they haven't taken a first-round wide receiver since Sterling Sharp. What year was that? Because I was looking up a stat, I seen that the last time they took a wide receiver was 0-2 and Javon Walker. Oh, it was Javon Walker. I'm sorry. The time before that was Sterling Sharp. I want to say that was like 88, 89. Okay. Somewhere in there, yeah. Um, I would have gone Jamison Williams here because what people forget, he did have his breakout at Alabama. He was a Buckeye. He can play in the in the weather. But Jahan Dotson went to Penn State, so that's definitely a place that could – um. That gets the weather there, so he'll be able to play, hopefully, in Green Bay. You're on the clock, Mr. James, with the Arizona Cardinals. With the 23rd pick, I have the Arizona Cardinals going cornerback, Andrew Booth, out of Clemson. Really? He he plays zone probably better than any secondary player coming out of this draft, and he hits like a safety, which means – He's going to be able to break up any pass, it, you know, unless he actually gets burned. He's got he's got decent closing speed, but 
if if he's playing zone and he's actually got to if if he's got to play that that safety corner hybrid where he actually has to either get separation on the uh, you know on the on the boundary, uh, he's going to be able to break those passes up. <coughs> yeah, I don't think his closing speed is good as you think it is. To be honest with you. Yeah, it's um, I, 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 I don't I don't either, but I think it's I think it's more of a of a safety corner as opposed to a lockdown corner that they're looking yeah, for ask, here. Ask Jamison Williams and Alave how fast he is because he couldn't catch mm-hmm. them either. I don't think any game brought me more joy in the last two years than that spanking they put on Clemson and that Sugar Bowl. I don't think any game brought me any more than the year before that where they didn't even score. That wasn't the year before that. That was 2016. Whenever. Doesn't matter. It was 31 nothing. Shut up. I, I, um, I, 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 I think Bill Cosby just scored again against them. That was him, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That was his coming out party. Shut up. Shut up. You're going to get a stand. Save it for next week. Oh, sorry. I can't believe I said it. Son of- <laughs> how, how, how do I segue into the next pick? Someone tell me how I segue into the next pick. And with the next pick, we have the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, here's a, here's and, another team. You know, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger. Uh, with the 24th pick, the Dallas Cowboys select Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. Uh, listen, the Browns fleeced them for Amari Cooper. I mean, they, he fleeced them. And to pair him, it, wait, is it Judy or is it – who is it that they picked last year? Who's that? Dallas? Yeah. Uh, C.D. Lamb? No? C.D. Lamb, yep. Yeah. It, it's funny. I'm opening this notebook, Alex, because in here I have our mock draft from last year. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's all right here. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, Jameson Williams here. Listen, you paid Dak Prescott all that money. You have a decent offensive line. You have a two-headed monster at running back in Zeke. And um, what's the other dude's name? Uh, Pollard, Tony Pollard. And, and Tony Pollard, <laughs> you lost your best receiver to a deal because you weren't going to pay him the money he wanted. So I think you got to go wide receiver here, and you got to go with Jameson Williams. He will be the best available at that point in time if Jahan Dotson goes to Green Bay at 22. Uh, James, you are back on the clock, my friend. Uh, the 25th pick, the Bills Mafia. Who are we making them happy enough to put you through a table for? Um, well, I mean, you stole one of my picks earlier. I'm going to give you, Sorry. Who I, I'm going to, I'm going to give you who I projected. And now the readjustments, I originally had them projected going Jordan Davis here. <coughs> okay. I said with their offense and their secondary and their linebacker set, they were looking to dominate the entire AFC on both sides of the ball by going in the trench with them actually now landing, uh, Vaughn the other day. I could see them potentially taking a flyer on David Ajabo here. I figure yeah, they've, I was, got enough, they've got enough talent in their front seven. They can afford to take a flyer on 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 the assumption that he actually 
heals that ACL in the way that OBJ did where he's back in eight months, which actually means he's ready for the stretch drive for them. It's not ACL. He did the Achilles. It's definitely going to be a year. Okay. Well, yeah, it's uh, they're, they're, they're so set right now that it's a, uh, I can definitely see because every year you get that top tier guy who's going to slide, whether it's a character issue or he has a bad showing at a combine or he gets that last minute injury. And I think this is where a Jabo slides down the board. And I think Buffalo, if he's on the board, even though it might be a day two type thing, you cannot pass up this guy in, in terms of his talent. If he was healthy, he would have been off the board an hour ago on this show. Absolutely. I had him in the top five. And I'm glad to see him go. Because I got the Buckeye shorts on right now. Um, Tennessee, AFC South. What does Tennessee really need? From what I'm actually seeing here, what I compiled over about three or four different mocks, linebacker, tight end, cornerback, offensive line, wide receiver in no particular order, but primarily linebacker. Well, uh, Sporting News has that Boye Mafe, the guy from Minnesota, going here. Um, I would probably go with uh, Devin Lloyd out of Utah, linebacker. Okay, if Devin Lloyd's there, you go Devin Lloyd. Yeah, I like him, there. by the way. I I really do. You know who else I like, and I want someone to take a flyer on that that kick returner from Utah. I love him. Okay, okay. Although I actually do like the fact that all three of us have the same mindset because I went Nicobe Dean out of Georgia. Mm. Okay, you took Nicobe Dean here. Okay. Yeah, because David Long is a UFA after this year. They got to actually find somebody to fill that void. That's very true. That's very true. Um, so Tampa is next. And uh, I let's see where's my list at. Oh, Mike, were you gonna were you gonna make a pick here? Because I no, I, I wasn't gonna make a pick here. Jim, Cavs won. It, they better have, considering who they were playing. Yeah, I know. I just figured I'd tell you. It's a how big was it? Four points. It was one thirteen one oh nine. They come back from fifteen down to beat Denver, and now this is the third win against Detroit by less than five points this year. We talked about teams that just have their numbers, i.e. the Miami Marlins, who, by the way, today signed Miguel Soler. Sorry. Um, Alex, before we're done, I'm asking you about Carrasco. Or not Carrasco, Correa. So just keep that in the back of your mind. You got it. We, who are you taking here for, again, Tampa Bay? Can he go away, please? Uh, I would like him to, but he's not. He's going to – he's a, basically a cyborg and will continue to play for the next – He's the Hertz commercial. Yes. Yes, he, he really is. Uh, but I'm getting him some, some protection. I mean, they had uh, Ali Marpe just retire. And then um, I was I was reading a while back, um, Jensen and I think Alex Kappa, both linemen are also going to potentially test free agency sometime in the near future. So I got Zion Johnson, lineman out of Boston College. That's a That's good a nice pick. pick. That's a good pick, man. 
I am um, going, going to Pittsburgh. You have to go like to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, because I figure he could play any part. He could play any position on that line, and Pittsburgh needs all the help that they can get right now. That's true. Um, and if the, the um, Sporting News had Lewis seen or signed from Georgia, the safety. Yep, you okay. know, Whitehead left, and they still have Antoine Winfield, but he can smack dudes around according to what they're saying. Um, I'll drop the mic again. It's I had them going Matt Coral. They've got Trask on the roster. I forgot about Trask, but I got a feeling you're um, a Gator fan. I understand I'm a Gator fan, and and Trask was uh, Trask was great, but it's a it was something that there was just something about Coral. Just actually watching him play with some of the SEC games, he's got such a quick release that he can get the ball out no matter where, and really quick and warmer. Client, the, the, the warmer the game, the faster he seems to get the ball out. Yeah, no, I hear you. I got a surprise for you. Um, so we get to Green Bay again at 28. And Alex, let me see who you got. And then I'm going to throw something in there that Jim is going to want to throw something at me for. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I'm going to explain it and give reason why. Okay. Who you got? So, so I, just by what has happened recently with their defense and uh, them letting go of Zadaria Smith, uh, I went Boye Mafe out of Minnesota. They need a linebacker. Okay. I like that. They have him as a DN, but I can see him as a 3-4 linebacker. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. They, they think he's listed as an edge rusher, but yeah. Yeah. Flex. Jim, I'm going to go Homer here, and I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end out of Ohio State. Hmm. For one reason see- and one reason only. Yeah. He needs weapons. Rucker is basically the closest thing to a high to a Travis Kelsey type that we have seen in the draft in the several years. He's a great pass catcher. He can block. Um, for what's the running back's name, Alex? I can't remember right now. Is it um, uh, Jones? Uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. He can block. You've seen him lay trap blocks on big O linemen playing for Ohio State and Travion Henderson and J.K. Dobbins and those boys. But he is an underrated weapon at as a pass catcher. I love him here. It's probably a reach at 28. But Jeremy Ruckert could be a very big piece of an offense with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. So, Jim, smack me around if you want, but what do you think of my explanation? I think you're right on here. It's I I do. It's uh, I I don't actually have any tight ends going in the first round, but I'm glad that you brought up Rucker because he was on my he was on a short list. I've got I've got a couple of guys who I didn't actually think, you know, were just outside or if you guys stole some picks. I thought Rucker had the potential to sneak into the first round here. I thought for me personally, the only tight end who could have distanced himself from the pack would have been Trey McBride out of Colorado State. Uh, he needs to run some better routes. Trey McBride actually has fantastic hands and he's a fantastic blocker. But if we're actually talking in that Green Bay scheme, you are correct. Jeremy Rucker's a much better fit because he's a better offensive tight end than than McBride actually would be to shore up the line. Yeah, I mean, when I saw when we went wide receiver for them, and basically that was the consensus across the three of us with their early pick, it just kind of popped in my head. I was like, hmm, Jim will be honest with me and tell me if I'm just being a homer. But yeah, no, I like him there. So 29, the Miami Dolphins. Jim, 
make your pick, and then I'm going to drop the mic on you. Originally, I had them going Jamison Williams, but um, for my my forecast was is that you know Tua works well in warm weathers that with receivers even he can't overthrow, and and that's what Williams would be in spades for him. But if we're actually going letter of the law by us taking guys off the board, I'm actually gonna. Uh, I don't want to say that this is this is a little bit of a shock, but I have them going Isaiah Spiller, the running back out of Texas A&M. I like that move. He picks up blitzes. He he picks up the blitz very very well. He's he's only six one. He's 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 as wide as he is tall. He he ran for a thousand thirty six yards last year. He had six one hundred yard games. He was a dope finalist. It's uh he, I mean and and he's and he's head and shoulders the best running back in this draft. And Miami's one of the few teams out there looking for a running back. And the fact that we're actually now at pick twenty nine and finally. A, a, a back is coming off the board here. Yeah, um, Alex, what would you do to help Tua? Uh, I probably would get him some line help. I think uh, now, now that I'm looking at, it, I had some some picks on the side here that I that I made. I I went um, where is it? Trevor Penning out of Northern uh, U and I. Just yeah, I gave him to uh, Minnesota, I think. And, and that's why I didn't mention anything, but that's who I had because with Tua kind of struggling to throw the ball, uh, and I know they're going to lean heavy on, on a run game, and I figured they would probably pick somebody up in free agency, and I would think that they probably would want to get somebody to, to bolster their line to you know open up some holes for whoever was going to be getting the ball out of the backfield. You ready to drop the mic, Jim? Bring it on. Matt Coral, quarterback, Ole Miss. In Miami? Yep. So let's actually see here. That would have gone from Tannehill to Tua to Coral in a span of four years. And? And I know there's somebody else in there. Was Josh Rosen? Fitzpatrick. Fitz. And Josh Rosen, for that matter. Yeah. Um, listen, I have never liked Tua. Never. Tua, Tua's numbers were a, in college anyway, were a product of them playing no one who could play with them. When he played teams who could play with them, his numbers were terrible. He is an injury risk. Not that Coral's not after the bowl game. But the guy was handed the Heisman Trophy after playing in a game he wasn't schemed against because he made one good throw on a busted coverage because he wasn't that good in that game until that throw. That was more about Georgia choking than it was about Alabama winning that game. Um, I don't feel that he's a good fit in the NFL. Uh, his brother might be a better fit. But no, if I'm Miami here and I've got a new regime in place and the GM did not pick the quarterback, I'm going with a quarterback and I take Matt Coral here. I love the quick release. They do need line help. So the quick release from Coral will be a definitely a uh, will definitely be a great thing. Listen, call me biased, call me whatever you want to. 
I've never hid the fact that I've never believed in this quarterback. Never wished him well, but never believed in him. So I, I, I take quarterback here. Let me throw something at both of you guys, and I want to actually get I, I want to get your honest to goodness opinions here. Okay. Mike, you got Matt Coral coming off the board. Mm-hmm. If Miami does go quarterback here, if they actually decide to blow up to experiment, Matt Coral or Sam Howell? Because you can make a case for either. Huh. I like. I, I mean, when where Coral did Sam Howell go to school? Sam Howell was North Carolina. I go here's, Coral. Here's the argument I make on both of them before I actually get your answer, and I'm not trying to sway your opinion here. Coral with the size and the quick release, but he played it at Ole Miss. Sam Howell at UNC, immediately you're going to think Mitch Trubisky. He's also only 6'1", just like Tua, but he was second-team All-ACC as a junior and third-team All-ACC sophomore. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. He did both of those years, Trevor Lawrence was ahead of him. And that's why he wasn't first team in both of those years. Was he first team this year? Uh, he was, he was second team this year. So who was the quarterback that was second team all ACC Lawrence's last season? Uh, I missed that. I want to say it was... The kid from Virginia Tech. Well, or the kid yeah, from Virginia. No, it was a kid, no, kid from Virginia. Yeah. I go Coral. I like the quick release with the bad line. Because the argument I can make with Howell here is, you know, same size as Tua, but he's less likely to run and, and, and sit in the pocket. He's, he's the anti-Tua, anti-Baker. Yeah, I still go Coral. Hmm. Alex, I gotta go Coral as well too. I, I, in just in good conscience, I can't take any quarterback out of UNC. I, I've had bad experience. <laughs> that, that's just me, and I know that there's no, there's no, absolutely no correlation to Mitch Trubisky here. But I, I just can't in good conscience. <laughs> Speaking of Mitchell, Mike, how nice is it going to be to beat up a quarterback from the state of Ohio playing in black and urine next year? I'm more on the fact that he went to Menor, and I can't stand them either. Trubisky went to high school against teams we pl I played against. Oh, really? Yeah, he went to Mentor High School. Um, yeah. Let's, it's going to be fun. Last last mention of something factually accurate about Deshaun Cosby tonight. Um, remember, the Browns were targeting Trubisky, and that was and that was a lot of big talk that year. And now he's actually playing for Pittsburgh. And now, what's the irony of them getting Watson? They traded that pick the year before to Houston, and Houston took Watson. Now they're paying $230 million and giving up the entire future and landed him because they traded that I mean, pick guy that they did to the guy that Watson is now replacing. I mean, let, let me say this. Did he get up and watch draft day that morning? This is the Sonny Weaver deal without the backtrack to screw Seattle to take the bad quarterback. 
Now I want pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to call you next week, Jim, just for that. <laughs> if you call me at 430 in the morning, like, like, like Sonny Weaver did, I will drive up to New York and I will, I, what, what did you, what did you tell me when you took your lumps for the Buckeye game? I I'm going to whip that ass. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the last negotiation scene, what he calls him to get him to do the deal. Yup. Um, the P E M F. Um, so we move on to the Kansas city chiefs at number Great. 30. <laughs> but who are the chefs? Um, <laughs> one of the greatest commercials ever. That really was. Um, Alex, do you remember that one? What's that again? It was a Snickers commercial. They were painting the end zone in Kansas City. He goes, hey, the lineman comes up to him. I don't remember who the lineman was. He goes, hey, the paint looks great, but who are the chefs? Oh, yes, I do remember that commercial. That, and it was have a Snickers, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Kansas City, listen, the rich got richer. Juju Smith-Schuster goes back to his normal spot, and he's a, a second to third option in an offense, which, hey, listen, he's a great second or third option to have. Um, and if you like TikTok, he's even better. Um, oh, I can't stop taking shots at him. <laughs> Who's going to put can't. out better TikToks, Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes or Juju Smith? Ooh. Yeah. That's a good question. Although yeah, Jackson's moving, Jackson's moving to LA. They're speaking of TikToks. Jackson Mahomes is moving to LA, and someone made one where they told him to move to Crenshaw and wear blue. Oh, oh. <laughs> or was it Chiefs? Or no, it was the other way around. It was where Chiefs red. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but let's also That's think just, of this. We wanted a, we we enjoyed Juju getting blown up in this division. Now he actually has to go out to the division where all they do is look to put you on a stretcher when you uh, when you're in the secondary. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him. But listen, Patrick Mahomes is the kind of quarterback who throws you open. Ben wasn't like that. Uh, for as good as he was, Mahomes is a is a better QB than Ben. Um, so I think he'll thrive there. But if we had to give them a need, the Kansas City Chiefs, what are we talking about? Because after the Super Bowl, of course, they retold the entire offensive line. Um, they let Tyron Matthew walk. Really? Yeah, the Honey Badger's I, gone. I heard that was up in the air as of last night. Uh, unless he decided to go back. Last I knew, Honey Badger wasn't signed. He was released. He just he just signed with the Niners today. Wow. Yeah. So, me personally, gentlemen, I'll take the first shot. I take uh, that scene kid from uh, from Georgia here if he's if he's not gone. Um, I don't think he is. I think that's that's a good pick. Jim, what do you think? Um, I originally had them going uh, Kyer Elam, but. When the more I think about it, since it is the back end of the first round, I kind of like the idea of Roger McCreary out of Auburn a little bit more, the cornerback. I think he's got a okay. 
closing speed, and he's possibly the best in the draft for changing directions on the fly. He gets he he basically makes cuts and doesn't lose his speed at all. It's he's it's it's like his hips and his knees were were cloned from Barry Sanders for the way that he can move. That's very true. And I'm looking down, flipping through Twitter, guys. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see if I've seen anything else. Um, so yeah, I think we're all in agreement. They need to go defense, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So 31 is the out of nowhere. Um, AFC Super Bowl representative Cincinnati Bengals. Um, this is me again. And I am going to say this. Whereas last year during the draft, I said that Joe Burrow was dead when they didn't take an offensive lineman. I'm going to say this. They won't get back to the Super Bowl unless they shore up the secondary. Uh, look, as good as... Um, as good as uh, Stafford and Cooper Cup were, they should have won that game. Their secondary let them down in the fourth quarter. Um, you took Booth, you said already, Jim? Um, Out of Clemson? Yeah, I had Andrew Booth going uh, 23rd to the Cardinals. That's right. But go, go wherever you want, dude. Well, no, I I'm, I want to try and keep this as um, as authentic as possible. So let me take a look at who we got on here. Um, Stingley, Hamilton, they all went. How about Jaquan Bricks, a Brisker out of uh, Penn State? The strong safety. Hmm. Slide him into that secondary, be the enforcer over the middle. He played well last year. Um, he was one of the few defensive backs who did not get exposed against – and I go back to Ohio State because that's the only time I watched Penn State. Uh, one of the few defensive backs that did not get exposed last year against Ohio State was Brisker. He played very well. He can come up in the box and play the run if you need to. Um, big dude, very quick. I like him there. Uh, staying in Big Ten country. Uh, Jim, what do you think here with these guys? I think they actually stay local here, and I think they actually try and shore up the offensive line because it's uh, because with you know secondary in this division, it's usually something either you get a guy high in the draft or you fix it in free agency. I actually had them going Darian Kennard, the offensive lineman out of Kentucky, because that Super Bowl exposed just how porous they are up front. Yeah. No, and I agree with you there. Um, but they have made some moves. In, they've been talking about free agency being that way. Alex, I want to ask you this one. We all talked about the Super Bowl. We talked about the aftermath. Um, are you more leaning towards fixing the secondary, or are you fixing that Swiss cheese offensive line first? I am going offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, and I got uh, Nick Petit Freire out of Ohio State. Nicholas Petit Freire. Like Petit it. Freire. Offensive tackle. Now, listen, 
he had his moments too against the Jabo, where he got left on an island, didn't play, and same thing with Hudson didn't play very well. But he's a good run blocker. He's a decent pass blocker. Um, so let's see how he does. I do like that move. I, I, I Homer notwithstanding, he's a good offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So last pick in the first round, and it is for Alex. It is I, it is I, I went, I mean, the Detroit Lions are just a, there's something else with Dan Campbell and company. Um, I like Dan Campbell though. I think he's, I think he has the potential to really turn that team around. Uh, And I know the name has kind of been thrown around a couple times here uh, as we've, as we've talked here. Uh, But I went into Kobe Dean at a Georgia linebacker. I think they need to show up that defense. And I think that he's a, I guess, a centerpiece that they can kind of build around. Jim, I'm taking the kid from Carolina here. You're going to go Sam Howell? I'm going Sam Howell here because God knows Jared Goff is not it. I actually was on the same wavelength. I went Malik Willis. You had Malik Willis fall into 32. It's possible. Just something about him. It's I actually think the mechanics of, of Coral um, – and, and Pickett were far and away better than Willis. I actually didn't see a whole lot of Willis. I mean, sure, he had a great combine and and not just a small school, you know, thing, but golf is not the answer. I just think in the scheme of everything with the fact of, of how elusive Willis can be, especially playing in that dome eight games a year, I think he could be a lot more explosive if they're not going to commit to golf and he doesn't have a bounce back year. And let's also be honest, Detroit is, is notorious for making very, very questionable moves with first-round draft picks. Listen, last year I know it fell in their lap, but taking Penny Sewell was a big move. Mm-hmm. I love that. Sure. Well, yeah, because you and I thought they were going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that concludes the first round of the NFL draft. Um, Only seven more to go. Who's ready for 3 a.m.? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had to take a nap today because I was up so early with Bobby. But Madden 22 is on Game Pass on the Xbox. I was playing that a little bit. It's god-awful. Thank you for letting me know because it's on sale on Stadia this week, and I was almost going to pick it up. I don't know how Stadia plays, but all I know is you you throw a uh, slant – to anybody that's not an 85 or better wide receiver, it's either getting slapped away or picked. Wow. Like I did the face of the franchise thing and they take your character instead of Zach Wilson. So I ended up on the jets and (laughs) I'm playing the first, I'm playing the first game against Carolina and Jamison Crowder had two steps on the defensive back. And I threw it right on time. In every other Madden game, this ball is in his hands, and it's a first down. I don't know how, but the defensive back cut in front of him and swatted it away, and it was intercepted. Wow. There is no defensive back on Carolina that can outrun Jameson Crowder, but that's not the point of that. The point is it's it's actually the Madden Ultimate Team is actually fun on there because that's like Diamond Dynasty on the show. Um. And you can build out your guy. I like the storyline this time a little better. But Campus Legends is not on it. So there's that. Um, 
couple things I want to talk about quick before we wrap up. I want to do that in a few minutes because it's been pushing uh, two hours. Um, let's do a little baseball. Uh, Carlos Correa in Minnesota. What is going on with the world? Are you asking me, Mike? I'm asking the world. You're asking the world. Okay, so I'm going to give you. I'll my start take. with you though, dude. Uh, I don't get it. I don't understand exactly what Minnesota is doing. Uh, you give up Donaldson, you give up a couple other pieces, um, and you, you just kind of, you know, you bring in um, Urshela and then Gary Sanchez. But That's an the- interesting offense, though, with those guys. And who's the right fielder for them? Uh, is it not Kepler? It is. That's interesting middle of the lineup with Kepler – with Sanchez, with Gio Urshela, and Correa. That's an interesting middle of the lineup. It is, but who's, is, is Correa also going to start for them as well, too? Is he gonna oh, their go... pitching is terrible. Okay. I'm just saying the lineup is interesting. No, it, it definitely is. And then I, I was looking at the contract early this morning because the deal happened late last night or whenever. He can opt out ever, after each year? Yeah, the Mets did the same thing with yeah. Cespedes. Okay. So he's, I'm, I'm, I'm almost willing to assume that he's probably going to walk after this first year when he realizes, oh wow, they're god awful. No, I think he's going to walk after this year. Now that it's not going to be a huge shortstop market next year. That's possible. I mean, he got him, he got himself a, a nice hefty paycheck, so he's making close to what thirty million a year. Something he's like making that. Yeah. The, he's got the highest average annual value for an infielder. He is getting more money than Francisco Lindor, which is what he wanted. Hmm. Um, and then I want to do this and take my hat off. Freddie Freeman to the Los Angeles Dodgers, like you called it. <laughs> I love I did that call smile. it like six months ago. You did, Jim. I don't know if you saw that one, but we did one before the first of the year, and he called Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. I think I actually caught half of that show, but yeah, it's, I remember that. And then it also um, came up with the show with John. Yes, it did, because I kept – I was saying uh, I like that. So I'm going to throw one last question out at you boys for football. Um, did you see that this, uh, Bill's contract next year is only for $1 million on his base salary? Whose who's contract? Vaughn. Oh. Cosby. Cosby. Oh, I said Bill. Okay, I thought I, I thought you said Bills. No, Bill. How much do you want to bet? We are going to see a season where Baker Mayfield suits up for the Indianapolis Colts, and Mister Cosby doesn't play at all. I think that's absolutely a possibility. I gotta check something. Jim, do you have the Brown schedule there? Uh well the schedule hasn't officially been released yet. Don't uh the Colts go to I, I was reading, I think I read someplace that the Colts go to uh Cleveland this year. That's what I'm looking for. Holy crap, St. Peter's reached the sweet sixteen. Wow, so did Michigan. Yeah, that was a great game. Although the, they're all is right with the world. Kentucky goes out in the first round. Isn't it beautiful? 
How'd my boys do? Or did they not play today? Uh they are they're tomorrow. They get uh they get Villanova. So bye bye. I don't know. Um Alex, was your what the hell Baylor thing before because they lost to Carolina? No, I it was they were they were down twenty five and came back to tie it and went into overtime. They lost by seven. Yeah, I, I did see that they lost, but okay, I got it. Is, Go ahead. Go ahead. Memphis is up ten on Gonzaga at half. Yeah, that's that's par for the course. Gonzaga will be out tonight. Yeah. Um. According to the uh, according to the press release on on ClevelandBrowns.com. Um, Browns will square off against opponents from the AFC East, NFC South, and the usual suspects from the AFC North. Uh, the the Browns will flex, <laughs> the Browns will flex three games uh, against the Chargers at home, the Texans away, and the and the Commanders. Um, they will play nine road games. Um, Browns will travel for Atlanta, Carolina, Buffalo, Miami. Um, and then from the AFC East, in addition to their flex games against Texans and Washington, they will host Tampa, New Orleans, New England, the Jets, the Chargers, and then naturally they're they're back and forth with the division. Um, <laughs> they got to go to Houston. Yeah, they got to go to Houston. Oh, I hope they boom out of. The they got to go to Houston. Um, they got to go to Houston, and they got to go to Orchard Park. Please let that game be late in the year so we have a foot and a half of snow on the ground. And that was the next, the last thing I wanted. So if he's not suspended for the year, he's going to miss a good chunk of time. So, gentlemen, let's wrap this up. Uh, Jim, as you alluded to earlier, next week, the big, uh, the big reason, the Wise Guys show will be on the JC Blue Note channel so we can get a little blue on it. Um, I won't be uploading that audio for the, uh, for the fans there. Oh, my uh, because I'm, I don't have a, uh, you know, a channel that's not made for kids. I have a niece and nephew who listen to this every week. Um, if there was a way for you to like, like if we had like a Dropbox or something, or if I like gave you my Google password and let you go into my account, I could probably like edit the audio and just throw bleeps in there. It'd take me a day or two, but I could do it. Go ahead. Um, I'll set it up and you. I'll send the audio file to you to do that and then we can upload it real um, real real quick two very very quick things i wanted to bring up like 30 seconds each um the one baseball move that i saw that i liked um what do you think of chris bryant to course canaveral i have no clue what they're doing i have no clue what they're, why if you're going to bring in bryant and spend that money do you trade nolan arenado and not re-sign trevor story and also pay his salary to the St. Louis Cardinals and Arenado. It's ridiculous. It, it, it This scratches my head more than Correa to Minnesota because I can understand it because they offered him the most money. Th this blows my mind. Now you leave me with a conundrum. Do I wear the Cardinals shirt next week or do I wear the Adam Cole shirt next week? Adam Cole, baby. Adam, if you wear Adam Cole, I'm buying a For the Brand t-shirt. I was almost going to wear the Adam Cole tonight, and I actually figured this is the only piece of college merchandise I own. Mike, I'm actually also going to gloss your boy McAfee. First of all, he's got a match coming up at WrestleMania. I know, I heard. 
Um, secondly, he's he's promoting the hell out of a guy that I could almost see making an argument that he's going to get drafted at the very end of day two, that he could actually go in the third round. Punter Matt Ariza from San Diego State. Dude, he's a beast. Alex, did, had, have you heard of this guy? No, I have not. Mm-mm. He's a monster. He had a, he had a game. You guys have seen the Grindhouse movies where um, – I can't think of her name. has the has a shotgun for a leg. This yeah. guy literally has a grenade launcher on his leg. He had a game against New Mexico State late in the year last year, where he had punts of 72, 63, 78, and seventy five. What? Yeah, and and each one of those had less than ten yards of roll to them. Yeah, he's a monster. Go on, go on to YouTube and search Matt Ariza. A R I Z A. There's a spot where the where the announcers on the CBS Sports broadcast are just flabbergasted. He's he out kicks the the return guy by 20 yards. Wow, that's ridiculous. <coughs> that is crazy. Somebody is going to draft this kid, and somebody's basically going to have their their special team short up. He's also a bit of a place kicker. He's not as very he's not as accurate as a place kicker as he is a punter. I mean, he could do double duty, but somebody's going to shore up their secondary for, uh, I'm sorry, their special teams for at least the next five to seven years with this kid. He's going to be the steal of the draft, I think, in the, uh, that's not, uh, you know, on, on a day two or day three. That's crazy. So let's wrap this puppy up because it's been almost two hours and I got the, get the baby to bed and mama to bed. So, cause I'm in the bedroom tonight. So JC, the uh, video was phenomenal. Your anger was palpable. And I will say this next week's going to be fun. Uh, what else is in the hopper? Um, whatever actually shakes out with the tournament tonight. It's, uh, you know, maybe actually I was thinking of maybe doing a piece with, uh, uh, with Chris Bryant, maybe just kind of fill a hole on the baseball pages. You see that that still needs a lot of work. Um, but, um, that's really about it. It's just, it's, uh, you know, last week and so, or so has been, you know, really chaotic, especially with all the content, maybe just kind of need to step back a little bit, kind of do a filler piece, but it's, uh, but there'll definitely be something coming out of, of this weekend and, and certainly leading into our show next week. Nice. Alex, row seven. I got to tell you, the one with you and your brother was awesome. Um, so what do you got coming up? Well, I was actually, it's funny that you mentioned that I was actually going to see if I want, if I could bring you guys on onto my podcast and we talk a little bit of uh, post and uh, MLB free agency and kind of pump up the season as we're about two and a half weeks away. You know, we got spring training games that are taking place this weekend. So I figured if you guys were available, we can, you know, possibly pencil in some pencil in some time. The only time I'm not available is the weekend of April 9th. Uh, okay. Bobby turns one that weekend. Okay. Can you believe that Alex? That is ridiculous. Uh, as far, it, it's craziness. So as far as Big Recon goes, I will have a New York Mets preview in the next uh, week to 10 days. Next weekend, we will have the uh, the Wise Guy Show on Jim's page. Draft wrap-up, it's all coming up. It's just I got to keep it to one day a week. So as always, Big Recon can be found here on YouTube, on Facebook, Big Recon on Sports, and YouTube, Big Recon on Sports. On Twitter, at Big Recon on Sports. Anchor, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Ask Alexa to play Big Recon. Thank you for coming on the third annual Big Recon Mock Draft. There will be a fourth annual, whether it's uh, it's going to be lunacy. I can feel it now. 
for Jim, for Alex. Thank you, gentlemen. I uh, will talk to you as very soon, and I'll be texting both of you anyway. So have a great night, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Come on. Sorry, this is moving really slow. I'm just Xing out of it. Gentlemen, I will talk to you soon. Sounds good, man. You got it. Go, Go get, get some. Bye. Bye. Bye.